0: Hello students, welcome to Study IQ's initiative, the podcast. I am your host, Dipanch Murjani. Welcome all. In the last episode of the podcast, our discussion was about Crown Rule and we studied till the Government of India Act 1919. All our new listeners can listen to our previous podcasts to cover all the acts till 1919, so that you can understand the Government of India Act 1935 and Indian Independence Act 1947, which we are going to study today. Sir, in the last episode, we learnt about the constitutional development till the Government of India Act 1919, through the August Declaration, Viceroy Chemsford had set an objective for governing India which was to provide a responsive government. Further, can you please enlighten us on the significance of the Government of India Act 1935?
1: Government of India Act 1935, to understand we have to understand its background as the growing demands of populace led by Indian leader for constitutional reforms in India intensified with progression in the British rule. The evolving administrative arrangements put in place by the British paved the way for more responsible government in India. India's support to Britain in the First World War also aided in British acknowledgement of the need for the inclusion of more Indians in administration of their own country. This formed the basis of the passing of Government of India Act 1935. The legislation was the longest act passed by the British Parliament after, after its domination and overtaking of administration control of India. The act was based on the facts and considerations of several experiences and outcomes which are intra ally including 1st Simon Commission Report, the recommendation of the Table Conferences, White Paper published by the British Government in
0: 1933. Sir, as you mentioned that Government of India Act 1935 was the lengthiest act passed by the British Parliament. So, we all are curious to know the salient features of this Act. Some of the salient features of Government of India
1: Act 1935 are of some following. Number one, All India Federation. It provided for the establishment of All India Federation, consisting of provinces and princely states as units. The Act divided the powers between centre and units in terms of three lists Federal List, Provincial List and Concurrent List. It also gave residuary power to Viceroy. However, the Federation never came into being as the princely states did not join it. But this has formed the basis of Schedule Seven of Indian Constitution in 1950. The third important feature is Provincial Autonomy. It abolished the system of diarchy in the provinces and introduced provincial autonomy in its place the provinces now were allowed to act as autonomous units of administration in their defined spheres moreover the act introduced responsible governments in provinces which meant that the governor was required to act with the advice of ministers responsible to the provincial legislature however the ministers were not absolutely free in matter of running their departments the governor continued to possess a set of overriding powers although such powers were not exercised by very often the next important feature of the act was bicameralism the act introduced bicameralism in six out of eleven provinces we've already discussed that the bicameralism was introduced through nineteen nineteen act at the central level. The Act of 1935 introduced bicameralism in provincial legislations. Thus, the legislature of Bengal, Bombay, Madras, Bihar, Assam and the United Provinces were made bicameral consisting of legislative council and legislative assembly with certain restrictions on them. Also the central legislature was bicameral consisting of Federal Assembly and Council of State. The term of the assembly was five years, but it could be dissolved earlier also. The next important feature of this act was Diarchy at the Central level. The Act of 1935 abolished Diarchy at the provincial level and introduced it at the center. Consequently, the federal subjects were divided into reserve subjects and transfer subjects. Religious affairs, defence, administration of tribal areas and external affairs were included in reserve subjects. The transfer subjects were to be administered on the advice of ministers and the number of ministers could not exceed the number 10. The Governor-General remained over in charge of both the reserved and transfer subjects. The idea of diarchy was imposed with the purpose of facilitating better administration and the Governor-General was appointed to the patch and the Governor-General was appointed to look after and coordinate among the two parts of the government. The next important feature of 1935 Act was communal representation. The Act further extended the principle of communal representation by providing separate electorates for depressed class, women and labourers. Further, under the Act, the Muslims got thirty three percent that means one third of the seats in the federal legislature. We have
0: observed that every Act has some features and drawbacks. So, after understanding the features, Sir, we want you to make us aware about the drawbacks of the Government of India Act 1935.
1: Uh, The Government of India Act 1935 had some criticism to it. First, numerous safeguards and special responsibilities of the Governor-General worked as breaks in the proper functioning of the act. For example, despite provincial autonomy, the governor still had extensive powers in provinces. The next criticism was that the extension of the system of communal electorate and representation of various interests promoted separatist tendencies which ultimately culminated in partition of India. The Act provided a rigid constitution, that means with no possibility of internal growth. It is because right of amendment was reserved with British Parliament. The next criticism is that a close reading of the Act reveals that the British government equipped itself with the legal instruments to take back total control at any time they consider this to be desirable. The next criticism was the federal portion was to go into effect only when half the states by weight agreed to federate. This never happened, and the federation's establishment was indefinitely postponed. As a result, the 1935 Act was condemned by nearly all sections and unanimously rejected by Congress. Further, Nehruji called it a machine with strong brakes but no engine. He also called it a charter of slavery. However, this Act had some significance to it. The significance of 1935 Act are as follows. The Government of India Act 1935 marked the second milestone towards a complete responsible government in India after the Act of 1919. The Act of 1935 served some useful purpose by the experiment of provincial autonomy. Thus, we can say that the Government of India Act 1935 marked a point of no return in history of constitutional development in India. The Act of 1935 curtailed the power which are concentrated in the hands of central government and it distributed it by ensuring that decentralization form of government takes shape in India further the separate electorates for women although they had not asked for it was quite a good for the advancement of women in the decision-making process the act was the first attempt to give the provinces an autonomous status this act also holds great importance in the Indian history because it eventually culminated in the fact of dominant status, which urged
0: the need for independence again in the minds of people. Sir, as you mentioned, in the Government of India Act 1935, there were some features and criticisms as well. And when World War II got finished, the final act of the crown rule, that is, India Independence Act 1947 was implemented. However, we are curious to know the salient features of Viceroy Mountbatten's India Independence Act 1947.
1: The salient features of the Act of 1947 were as follows. There was a Clause 1 of the Act provided for the creation of two independent dominions, namely India and Pakistan, from 15th of August 1947 second the act defined the territories of the two dominions adjustable after the award of boundary commission the territories of indian dominion were to consist of all indian provinces except those that comprised pakistan the territories of pakistan were to include the areas covered by the province of east bengal that means today's bangladesh and west bengal west punjab sindh balochistan and northwest frontier provinces. Both the dominions were to have governor generals appointed by his majesty to represent him for the purpose of governments of the dominion. The act also provided for one common general if both the dominions so agreed. The legislature of each dominion was empowered to frame the laws for the governance of the dominion. No law made by the Dominion were to be treated as null and void on the ground that it conflicted with any laws of England or any provision of any existing or further future act of Parliament of United Kingdom. The constituent assembly of each Dominion were to exercise all powers exercised by the legislature of the Dominion. To design the constitution for their own territories and countries. The Office of Secretary of State for India was also abolished. The Dominion of India and Pakistan were to be concluded in future by the Secretary of Commonwealth Relations Department. It also granted freedom to the Indian princely state either they can join the Dominion of India or dominion of Pakistan, or to remain independent on their own. The next feature of the 1947 Act that it dropped the title of Emperor of India from the royal titles of the King of England. Thus, with passing of Indian Independence Act 1947, India attained independence on August 15th of 1947. And at the same time, the era of British imperialism in India came to an end.
0: Sir, thank you for your explanations. Dear listeners, with this, we have completed the entire historical background of the Indian Constitution. We will be back very soon with another podcast. Till then, stay connected with Study IQ. Keep studying. You can listen to this podcast on Google Podcast, Cuckoo FM, Spotify, Hubhopper, Apple Podcast and other audio streaming platforms. Links are pinned in the comment section below. Thank you.